Aloha, everyone. Welcome to the Pathway Podcast, part of the English Discipline's capstone presentation for the 2020 Julia Mahi Professional Development Project. Uh, we've created a website, uh, which we hope that you've checked out, that highlights our discoveries and suggestions around creating an effective path for English concentration students. Everything from how to use data to how to refine curriculum to integrating advising and even campus activities. The website gives you uh, an overall picture of the path that we've outlined, but the goal of this conversation uh, is to talk about how we got here and what we took away personally and professionally from what has been a rich process of energetic investigation, uh, one loose translation of the native Hawaiian term huliamahi. It wasn't exactly happy hour at the bar, like on Cheers, when we met every single time, but it was always fun and it was certainly a space during this pandemic year where we could build community and where we could definitely be sure that everybody always knew your name. We wanted to start off by just introducing ourselves and by pointing out that the very first part of our, of our time together involved analyzing our working styles. And I think that was part of the spirit of the project because we call ourselves a community of practice. So we are really engaged in getting to know each other, figuring out what our strengths are and trying to contribute in that personal way to, to this project. So my name is Alex Salinas Nakanishi and I teach English. I've been at KCC for four years now and the working style that, that came up for me was Explorer. So I think that what I contributed to the conversation was just sort of the big picture ideas. Um, I think I, I added a certain kind of dreaminess to our discussion, just kind of big ideas that maybe were not that feasible, but I think they're an important part of the conversation. My name is Bo Ewan. Uh, this is my seventh year at Kipiolani Community College. I'm an English professor. Um, my working style is Excite which means that I get very excited about every little thing. I make a lot of bad jokes. I try to keep it entertaining and lighthearted and fun. Uh, and I think that's sort of what I brought to the table in terms of uh, my, working, my working style. I'm Catherine. I've been teaching at KCC for blah, 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 number of years. <laughs> um, I appreciate the energy that Alex and Bo provide me um, because I don't have that. My working style focuses on examine and explore. I like to start things. I get lost in the details. I have trouble finishing. Um, I teach English 272G, Myths, Dreams, and Symbols, 271N, Short Stories and Novels. And these classes are in the concentration. Hey, and I'm Michelle Shin. This is my eighth year at KCC. And I teach English 273C. It's the Introduction to Creative Writing course within our concentration. Um, I am execute and examine. So the great thing about our group is we all had, each of us brought a different strength to the working styles. I don't know if when they chose us, they picked people who they thought might fall into this, but it wasn't like our whole group was explore, our whole group was examined. We kind of evenly covered the four working cells. So that was pretty amazing. And our fifth member 
uh, and crucial guru in all things transfer credits requirements was Sharon Fowler. She's a liberal arts counselor in the Mida Camber Center. And we were so lucky to have her and very grateful. And she put up with all these English professors and our nonsense. And now a quick commercial break from our sponsors. Do you ever feel like you just don't have enough work to do? Do you ever ask yourself, why don't I have more responsibilities on this campus? Are you open to meeting new people at KCC? Are you just dying to spend hours upon hours and more Zoom meetings? Join Julia Mahi! All right, so I want to talk about some of our experience and highlights and insights in the Julia Mahi professional development program. Well, first, like as Michelle just sort of said, is I think that we all worked incredibly well together, that even though we come from such different working styles, we really meshed and were able to get a lot done because they complemented each other so well. So we feel pretty fortunate about that. But one of the things we talked a lot about is how to create like a stronger presence for English majors on our campus. What does it look like to be an English major at Kapilani Community College? How can we create opportunities for our uh, students to network with one another? Uh, how can we create professional development opportunities for them, our career guidance? And so I, I kind of always think about like graduate school, like all the English people hung out together and we took classes together and, you know, all that kind of stuff. And it was a little community. And I think kind of our idea was how can we do that on our campus? How could we make a, a community? And so some of the things that we've talked about doing were maybe really holding like a giant meet and greet at the beginning of the semester to really learn who these students are and also to sort of help pair them with counselors to get them on the right track um, so that they know what classes they have to take and they know the things that they need to do uh, to pursue their major. So that's one of the big things that we talked about. Uh, another thing that we talked about is is yeah, just having a stronger presence, um, having something like a dedicated website that you know talks about some of the classes that we have, that talks about the faculty backgrounds, um, perhaps having a um, an English club uh, run by and formed by students that they're going to run and it's going to get you know designed to get other students interested in the major going forward. Uh, so a lot of our conversations revolved around those kinds of things, increasing our presence on campus. And you know, Bo, um, I think that related to everything that you're saying, one of the underlying themes for me that came up that was really interesting was that, you know, there, there are just so many ways that we can make the work that we're doing more, more meaningful and more fun. And, you know, just to really live out what, what we are, which is a community college, you know, to create this sense of, of community. And, you know, like one aspect of that that I got really interested in was when we started talking about uh, data and realizing that we could, for the really the first time, find out who our concentration students are, what they're interested in, what classes or what themes they might like to uh, actually explore uh, while they're at KCC, you know, just to sort of connect people and bringing them together. I remember at one point, Bo, you mentioned that you were interested in teaching a surfing class uh, because you're, you're a surfer, you know, and that 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 would have been a way for you to sort of bring your world uh, onto, onto campus and, and to, I'm sure, connect to many students, you know, who, who have a, a similar interest. So that was a moment that I remember thinking back that sort of turned on the light bulb for me, you know, about, about the potential of this and how we could connect 
ourselves and our students into a stronger sense of community. Well, you brought up data, Alex. One thing I thought was interesting is we looked at, we had a lot of conversations about not just um, creating more data, right? Mm -hmm. But also being more effective in the data that we might already have. Um, so, I mean, and these are things that I think we've been thinking about as a, you know, in our department for a while, but this really helped get us on the right, you know, set up goals and objectives that we can carry out um, beyond this professional development program. Absolutely. And, you know, at the end of this journey, I think we've, as a group, realized we have so much we appreciate from this experience, uh, maybe a couple challenges we noticed too. And really though, the number one thing we appreciate was the community and collaboration this opportunity gave us. It's an opportunity for us to form this great community of practice. It's an opportunity for us to find ways to create greater community for our students. A lot of planning went into that. I mean, if there was a year where we ever needed these two things to be more united and to feel stronger together, I mean, this was definitely the year to remind us about that. Um, Julia Mahi, they told us in the beginning, they taught us, is rooted in the word huli, which is to seek, investigate, and change. And in the word mahi, which is to be strong and energetic. And we really feel like our community did these two things. You know, we had our members bringing in all that energy, all that excite and explore energy. And you used it to really explore and find out uh, where the pokas were, what needed to be created from scratch, what we could kind of like weave together already existing components. Um, and the whole reason we were able to do this was because of our Julia Mahi leadership team, right? Amy, Christy, Michael, and Vern, Kelly, Nava'a. And of course, we're going to have to put special attention to Portia because she was our English leader. She checked in with us all the time. You know, we feel like we worked hard and we can't even wrap our heads around how much the team leaders worked on the fly to put everything online at the last second. They had to completely change the format. They had to pull so many resources together. They made the most amazing La Lima pages and they just created this, this they created a smooth pathway for us. <laughs> They're my <laughs> example, right? So we're super thankful to them. Um, and especially because we feel like we gained a lot of knowledge. I mean, first of all, we've, we've learned how to make a podcast. Only Alex knew that before. And now the rest of us are joining in. That's right. Uh, Catherine and I are really like uh, getting out of our comfort zones here and experiencing new things by doing this podcast. Um, you know, Sharon really taught us the intricacies of transfer and all this information about what the students have to jump through sometimes just to be able to graduate, how difficult it can be. And so what can we do to make it smoother? Um, so it was a great experience. And what we feel very proud about is that we feel like we have created a pretty in-depth and thoughtful action plan for uh, the future, for the future next community of practice or for our department or for whatever the future holds, we feel like we feel like before there was like a, a field, not even a field, there was soil, right? And at least now we've tilled it, we've watered it, we fertilized it, there's some grass growing. There's not a forest yet, but there's definitely some components here. We feel like we've created something that can be useful and it's now permanently etched in writing on La Lima and it can, it can be a plan forward. However, we noted there were some challenges. I mean, number one was just being able to do this during this particular time. Um, 
we started in the summer. Usually that would be a great time. I'm going to speak very personally here. That, that normally would be a great time for me to take on a, a big project like this, where the workload was pretty high. Um, but this summer, I was converting all my classes to an online format, which I'd never done before. I was enrolled in top to go I was not the only one. I know at least uh, Catherine was in top to go too. Uh, Alex, were you in that? I was, yeah. Yep. Mm -hmm. That's right. Alex was in that too. Um, we were learning from scratch on that. That had all its own homework and components to it as well. Um, I had a kid with me all the time because <laughs> nowhere was taking children. <laughs> and there was just, I mean, we had the most stressful election in not my lifetime, certainly. We had a pandemic. We had an unprecedented economy collapse. I mean, there was just so much couple going things, on. A couple of things stacked against us. <laughs> it was challenging, but then that goes back to the community and collaboration. That's what pulled us through. But the one thing, the last thing challenge is going to be, I think Alex brought this up, is the feasibility. I mean, we've got some ambitious ideas that we think are wonderful, but for something ambitious to work, you usually need two things. You need money and time. And we're going to be strapped for both soon. Um, the college has no extra money. Um, and we're going to, let's face it, best case scenario, be furloughed, which best case scenario, again, means less time. Um, so we've got this great plan that relies on a lot of extra work and a lot of extra maybe creating a, a club position or a faculty advisor position or all these things and and we're strapped for money and time so we're gonna we're gonna think about it we've got a plan set but we're acknowledging this will be a challenge what do you think Catherine how how was how was the experience for you well I mean I thought you brought up a really good metaphor about the the soil you know starting to plant don't have the trees yet um, well, my, my summer, I think, worked a little bit better than yours. I, I didn't have a kid attached to me. Um, that was different. Um, I was in top to go, and um, it, it was okay. For me, the fall was, it was more challenging. Um, I'm not a tech person, as uh, some of you may know, and Neither I know... I Pardon? Neither am I. I'm with you on that. <laughs> so, um, yeah, planning uh, five classes, 100 students online, uh, that that was a bear. And I know we had time off at the beginning of the fall from Huliamahi, which I did appreciate. And when it started up, I, I just felt that it had to be on the the back burner. And also the saving grace um turned out to be you know our our great team here um you know when I kind of missed some things they they were very gracious and they they continue to be gracious so I appreciate them and I also want to underline a shout out to the Julia Mahi team I mean um they were so accessible so supportive and for those of us that did go through top to go I mean we know what it's like to deal with La Lima, I think Bo said, oh, if you can deal with La Lima, it's like learning code. <laughs> it's like, um, it's very irrational and, and at times, but 
um, the huli mahi setup. I mean, it's just it's just so pretty. Thought, oh my gosh, look at this graphic. Look at this this font. And then also when we did all get together during the share outs, uh, we we could see just the support and caring other faculty members had for their their students. You know, it's not just the English faculty; it's the others who. You know, they also agonize. Oh, how can I reach our, our students? You know, that's I think that's just the in the DNA of anyone who teaches at community college, specifically Kapiolani. And um, so it was definitely worth it. I just wish I had more time to devote uh, more during the fall. And I I feel like Michelle mentioned, we have these plans, they're doable, um, but we need, we need the time, you know, we need the money and, um, you know, those seem to be in short supply at, at this point here. So, um, oh. Yeah, if we're, if we're going to talk about challenges for, for this, and maybe this is something that, you know, future um, COPs may hopefully not have to face, but I think putting this all together during COVID-19 brought a unique set of uh, difficult circumstances for us. And Michelle talked a little bit about these, but I think, you know, just going back to what I was saying, when we were talking about highlights, when we are talking about, you know, creating more of a, a presence on campus, and some of us are sort of wondering, well, what does that presence look like in a post-COVID world? You know, and so kind of like our conversations that we're having right now applicable to what our campus is going to look like when the pandemic's done. So I, I, I don't think we know that yet, but I think that created a unique set of challenges because so much seems up in the air right now with funding, with how many classes are going to be online, um, with so many different things. And so it almost feels like it's possible that some of these things we will sort of need to tweak and revise and revisit um, when we're more sure of what our reality is going to be like six months from now or even longer, uh, two years from now. Because I think we can all agree that the reality we were living in once upon a time is not going to it's not going to be the same. KCC is not going to be the same as, as last time we all met on campus. And um, so I think that that presented a unique challenge is, is what this is all going to look like um, for us in the future. I think actually, Bo, what you're saying um, really is is related to the just the overall framework that we took into this discussion, because it forced us, I think, to think about reality, you know, and this is the explorer talking, you know, the, the one who, you know, who, who maybe dreams too much and has these big ideas that, that are not really uh, feasible or starts there, right? Like I'm, I'm definitely somebody who starts uh, with these big ideas and then see if they work out or not. But I think being in, in the pandemic sort of helped me focus and being in the discussions with you all helped me, helped me focus and, and to understand a little bit more about, you know, what is feasible and, and, and what is not feasible. Uh, I remember vividly at one point, you know, we were talking about one of my favorite things to do, which is to develop curriculum and, uh, you know, asking students what they want to learn and then creating classes about that. And then, and you guys sort of told me what was up with that, you know, like what the actual process is to create a class and to get it accepted and to kind of go through the, the whole faculty senate process. And 
and how how difficult that is. And that was that was a wake up call. And I think it's it was representative of you know the way that just this sort of harsh, difficult reality um, helped me uh, see see where we are and and have a more realistic viewpoint, you know, on on what we can actually accomplish or not. It was it was a focusing influence for me uh, to be in the pandemic and you know to talk to you guys who've been at KCC for much longer than I have and, and are familiar with the difficulties in a pre-pandemic world to say nothing of, you know, the difficulties of a, of a post-pandemic world. So I don't know if anybody else wanted to say anything about challenges. I mean, I think that brings us to like advice, right? Like yeah. one of the most important things is what kind of advice would we offer? Because certainly we've faced a lot of challenges. <laughs> Again, hopefully future COPs won't face, you know, won't face the kinds of economic collapse and that, you know, crazy <laughs> elections that Michelle was talking about. But, you know, I think it's important for us to take a moment to sort of offer any lessons we learned or advice to, to future cohorts. Um, so what do you guys think about that? What advice would you offer? I can start and I would say that I, I noticed myself as we were going through these discussions, feeling much more interested and much more energetic towards certain issues that were coming up. And I just kind of remembered, you know, a, a principle in my life in general, which is to move toward the things that speak to me personally, uh, to move to, toward the things that um, are, are connected to my strengths as a person. And that's the advice that I would give people. You know, I would, I would say that as you go through the experience, you'll feel overwhelmed, you'll feel bombarded by like just this plethora of, of just different things, data, advising, and some of it is going to click with you uh, and some of it is not. And you should learn about all of it and you should participate in all the discussions, but pay attention to what activates you and what interests you and, you know, offer that to the discussion and, and maybe consider making that your actual concrete contribution to the process once it, it, it turns into something real. You know, notice what, what interests you as you go through this discussion about so many different things which can be overwhelming, but that you don't have to be an expert about um, on everything. What about you, Catherine? Yeah, that pretty much, uh, I guess, uh, ties in to just taking baby steps um, I like the organization of the, the content, you know, we, we looked at the learning working styles first, and then we built up on that. And so the more uh, recent, uh, I guess, lessons, um, they were scaffolded upon pre-existing um, assignments, but just, you know, take it one step at a time. It's easy to get overwhelmed. And for me personally, it was, it was such a joy to um, talk to fellow English majors. There's not a lot of English majors where I live. <laughs> My family is uh, consisted of engineers and mathematicians, but um, I'm I was reminded of why I majored in English. And so too, um, you will be reminded of why you chose to major in a particular discipline and, and why you chose to teach. And, and those are both correct reasons. Um, let's see, um, Michelle, advice? All right, advice for cohort two. I'm gonna give you the same advice I give all my students. Don't let the work build up, just get it done. <laughs> it comes out in, in weekly modules, 
and just get it done that week. If it builds up, that's how it gets over overwhelming. So that's the same advice I always tell my students, just get it done. Um, Alex mentioned about finding what you're interested in and then exploring that because there's going to be so much information and he's right. We're, you're going to cover just the gamut of information possible that, I mean, stuff that you didn't even consider before, right? So if you find something that you're really interested in, if you find a little, a, a clue about how to make something smoother, I would advise keeping notes. There's going to just be so much to siphon through. You're going to just want like maybe one Google Docs that you keep where you keep your own personal notes so that you always remember, ah, oh, this is where my key takeaways. And my other advice for cohort two is check out our website. We made an awesome website that goes into great detail about the essential standards. Um, there's six standards. We have all of them on our website. We did a write-up for each one talking about what we learned uh, for each standard and what we did and the work we produced. We've got links that go to our work. We've got, um, we've got ideas about how to alter things. We revised a lot of things. So just check out our website. It's got a lot of the like, I don't know, more tangible finite data. We're giving you a lot of our ideas here in this podcast, but that's where you've got the stuff that you can like really nitty gritty look at and maybe take away some stuff. Um, Bo, you got any last words for a cohort too? Yeah, in general, you should just have someone like Michelle in your group that will remind you if you didn't do the work. Amen to, like, to that. Hey, <laughs> hey guys, we got to get on this. Um, no, in all, in all seriousness, I think that what Alex said is really important that to really kind of dig into the things that you find exciting. You know, like uh, personally, I was very excited by the big picture stuff and I was you know, excited by the idea of, yeah, creating curriculum stuff, but something like data is, you know, I know it's not my strong point. Um, it doesn't mean that I'm not gonna pay attention and dive into that and learn more about it, but don't get so bogged down with the stuff that maybe you're not good at that you feel like you're not bringing something else to the table. Um, so I think that's really important. But otherwise, yeah, make sure you have really good group members. I had really good group members. I guess you can't really, you know, you only have so many decisions you can make there. But make sure you have an Alex in your group, a Michelle in your group, a Sharon in your group, and a Catherine in your group, and, and a, a Porsche in your group. And maybe one of me, too. And Definitely you should be good. <laughs> I think that's a, that's a great place to, to end the conversation. And if you were listening carefully, all our, all our energies were on display. The excited person was being excited. The executor was ex executing things. The explorer was exploring things. And the evaluators were evaluating everything. So that's that's us. That's COP5. Thank you very much for, for listening. And uh, we, we wish you luck as you continue this William Ahi journey. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And they're always glad you came.